It's Monday, November 8th. Welcome to the News Diet, a healthier alternative for staying informed. I'm your host, Michelle Carroll. Today, I'm going to talk about the passage of the infrastructure bill and also the deadline for large companies to enforce the vaccine mandate. Let's be informed so we can get on with our day. On Friday, Congress passed the $1.2 trillion infrastructure bill. Now it's off to Biden's desk for a signature to make it official. This bill is intended to invest in the nation's physical infrastructure, like roads, bridges, buildings, and more, and has been months in the making. Here, President Biden talks about the initiative. We did something uh, that's long overdue, that long has been talked about in Washington, but never actually been done. The House of Representatives passed an Infrastructure Investment and Jobs Act. That's a fancy way of saying a bipartisan infrastructure bill, a once-in-a-generation investment that's going to create millions of jobs, modernize our infrastructure, our roads, our bridges, our broadband, a whole range of things, to turn the climate crisis into an opportunity. And it puts us on a path to win the economic competition of the 21st century that we face with China and other large countries and the rest of the world. It's going to create more jobs, good-paying jobs, union jobs that can't be outsourced, and they're going to transform our transportation system with the most significant investments in passenger rail, the most significant investment in 50 years, in roads and bridges, the most significant investment in 70 years, and more investment in public transit than we've ever, ever made. The bipartisan program is actually largely supported by both Republicans and Democrats. But the holdup has come from congressional progressives, which vowed to delay the passage of the bill unless an additional social programs package would also get passed with it. The social bill originally started out at $3 trillion and was aimed at providing funding for things like universal pre-K, free community college, climate change initiatives, and more. This proposal has caused a lot of division throughout the Democratic Party over the last few months, as many lawmakers thought the cost was too high. Over time, though, the bill did manage to pass the House, but in the Senate, two Democratic senators have been holding back the bill from moving forward, Senators Joe Manchin and Kirsten Sinema. With only a slim majority in the Senate, the holdup from these two has been enough to stall the whole thing. But on Friday, it appears that moderate Democrats and progressives were able to come to a consensus that allowed for the original infrastructure bill to pass without the social programs package. It appears that progressives agreed to concede for now in exchange for pledges that their bill will receive a vote in upcoming weeks. Many are considering this a much-needed win for President Biden. He's pushed for this infrastructure funding for his whole term and presidential campaign. And this political victory comes after quite a few political blunders, from the Afghanistan withdrawal to the border crisis, and also the elections last week that resulted in several Republican gains for political seats and initiatives. So now that we have the infrastructure bill passed, we'll have to see what happens with the more divisive social programs package. The Biden administration has set a deadline for when the COVID vaccine mandate will go into effect. The order states that starting January 4th, 2022, that all workers of companies with 100 or more employees must be vaccinated against the virus or must test weekly. 
Already in place is an order for federally contracted workers and healthcare workers to abide by the same guidelines. President Biden spoke about his decision last month. My job as president is to protect all Americans. So tonight, I'm announcing that the Department of Labor is developing an emergency rule to require all employers with 100 or more employees that together employ over 80 million workers to ensure their workforces are fully vaccinated or show a negative test at least once a week. Some of the biggest companies are already requiring this. United Airlines, Disney, Tyson's Food, and even Fox News. The bottom line, we're going to protect vaccinated workers from unvaccinated coworkers. We're going to reduce the spread of COVID-19 by increasing the share of the workforce that is vaccinated in businesses all across America. My plan will extend the vaccination requirements that I previously issued in the healthcare field. Already, I've announced we'll be requiring vaccinations at all nursing home workers who treat patients on Medicare and Medicaid because I have that federal authority. Tonight, I'm using that same authority to expand that to cover those who work in hospitals, home health care facilities, or other medical facilities. A total of 17 million health care workers. If you're seeking care at a health facility, you should be able to know that the people treating you are vaccinated. Simple, straightforward, period. Next, I will sign an executive order that will now require all executive branch federal employees to be vaccinated, all. And I've signed another executive order that will require federal contractors to do the same. If you want to work with the federal government and do business with us, get vaccinated. If you want to do business with the federal government, vaccinate your workforce. And tonight, I'm removing one of the last remaining obstacles that make it difficult for you to get vaccinated. The Department of Labor will require employers with 100 or more workers to give those workers paid time off to get vaccinated. No one should lose pay in order to get vaccinated or take a loved one to get vaccinated. Today, in total, the vaccine requirements in my plan will affect about 100 million Americans, two-thirds of all workers. This mandate is pretty divisive across the nation, with some saying that this is a necessary move to help the fight against the spread of the virus. Others saying that while they are pro-vaccine, that receiving the shot should be a personal choice. And to anti-vaxxers against the idea that they have to choose between their jobs and their medical convictions. Here's Republican Senator James Lankford addressing the mandate. September the 9th, President Biden stepped up and announced to the nation that he's losing patience with the country. And so he demanded that everyone steps up and gets the vaccine and laid a mandate down. Federal workers, federal contractors, members of the military and on private businesses. And he defined that as businesses with 100 people or more. He literally reached into every company and said, I I don't care how you run your company. His statement was, I'm the president of the United States. I'm now going to tell your company what to do. It has caused chaos across the country and across our economy, and it's because a a tremendous amount of frustration in a lot of families and employers in my state in Oklahoma. 
Listen, the vast majority of the people in my state have been vaccinated. They've chosen to do that. I've been vaccinated. But the vast majority of the people that have been vaccinated also say that was a personal choice that I made. I want others to have the same ability to have the same choice that I made in their life as well. We've got 40 plus million people that have already had COVID and have recovered. They have natural immunity. We have people that are in cancer treatments and other things that are saying, this is not right. I have a friend of mine that his son has had long, long-term COVID. And after months and months and months of a very difficult long recovery, is now on the other side of it. And now his employer is saying, if you want to stay employed, you need to have this vaccine. And he has no idea how his body's going to react to this. He literally has to choose between his own doctor telling him don't do this or keeping his job because President Biden has determined he's going to be the nation's dad and he's going to tell everyone what they have to do. That's not who we are as a country. That's not how we should operate. That's not the job of the president is to go instruct everyone. Only a few days after the order went into place, and there's already lawsuits filed against the federal government. Conservative media outlet Daily Wire filed a suit citing a lack of constitutional authority, and a federal appeals court in Louisiana is also pushing back for the same reasons. We have a couple months before the deadline, so I'm sure there will be more updates soon. Today is Monday, November 8th, and you've just been informed. Now it's time to get on with your day. I'm Michelle Carroll. Thanks so much for listening. If you like the news diet, be sure to subscribe to the show wherever you listen to your podcast so you can always get the latest episode. And leave a review as we all know how that helps boost a show's visibility. If you have any suggestions on how I can improve the show, I definitely want to hear from you. I want the news diet to be as valuable as possible for you, so if you feel compelled, please feel free to reach out to me on Twitter or Instagram at The News Diet or directly to my email, feedback at thenewsdiet.com.